While voluntary administration is not the goal for any business owner, it doesn't necessarily mean the end of the road. It's an opportunity to stop, assess, see what can be reworked and what can be salvaged. For many businesses, there is no coming back. For others, it can provide renewed structure and process that can put them back in the game as competitive as ever. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman. And this is Business Essentials Daily. Voluntary administration might have connotations as an option of last resort, but for struggling businesses, it can offer breathing space to resolve their issues. Andrew Spring of insolvency firm Jersh Sutherland says now's the time in the current pandemic for business owners to consider long-term survival strategies, and that may include voluntary administration. As Andrew explains to Chris Ashmore, even before the pandemic, many iconic Australian businesses were deep in trouble. The conditions that we're all facing, despite the fact of going sort of 20 plus years without a recession, were challenging and running businesses is always a challenge. There's so many potential pitfalls, such as bad debts, evolving market conditions, finding the right staffing balance, regulatory and compliance requirements. But it means there's a lot to worry about before you even begin just making your widgets. In particular, we saw retailers being a victim of sort of changing market conditions in recent times. Some big names such as Jeans West, Colette, Toys R Us, Dick Smith, all utilising an insolvency regime as a means of trying to restructure their affairs. And I guess that was really around the evolving market of the retail space being a move from bricks and mortar or traditional high street locations to a hybrid model with an e-commerce environment. And I think COVID has highlighted, I suppose, for a lot of businesses, the need to really assess their business model, work out what potential changes are coming or have come, and really start to assess where to from here. Well, one of the decisions some companies might have to make is entering into voluntary administration. And for them, what does that mean when a company chooses to do so? Is it a last resort for a struggling business? In part, yes. It's probably worth just exploring what the voluntary administration process is. And it was introduced in '93 as a business rescue platform or in addition to our insolvency regime. The idea being to provide businesses with some breathing space to allow them to formulate some form of rescue proposal to put to their creditors. To utilise the regime, the company must be insolvent or likely to become insolvent. So when you say last resort, that's getting pretty close. And just so everyone understands, insolvency put simply, is an inability to meet liabilities as and when they fall due. The process of a voluntary administration involves an independent and ASIC-registered insolvency practitioner assuming control of the business and its assets. The director's powers are suspended and a moratorium or a stay is created on creditor enforcement actions. So the administration, the role of the administrator is to work with the business's stakeholders to determine the ultimate viability of the business in any conditions that will be required to return the business to profitability. So I guess 
It's designed to be a business rescue program, but it does occur ultimately once the company has identified that it's insolvent. What are the advantages of a voluntary administration versus other options? Yeah, well, certainly once a board has identified that the company is insolvent or likely to become insolvent, then one big advantage is the ability to buy time. Once an administrator is appointed, then a moratorium or that stay is created, which gives the business breathing space to formulate its rescue proposal. The other advantages are that, and this is from the opposite side, from perhaps the external stakeholder side, is that an independent party is taking control of that business and reporting back to allow a transparency to occur when assessing what the future looks like. And I guess also from a director's perspective, whilst their duties are suspended temporarily whilst the administration is in place, so are their obligations and responsibilities, so they're off risk. Well, you say that it bides a business's time, but is there a time limit on a VA? Yes. So the time limit for a voluntary administration is anticipated to be somewhere between four and six weeks from start to finish. So it's a very quick process and deliberately designed to be quick so that it minimises any disruption to the business, which is kind of strange to think about when you're considering the fact that the business is insolvent and probably needs some operational elements restructured in any event. But the idea is really to be able to put to credit as something meaningful quickly, try to keep the costs to a minimum and allow the creditor group to decide whether the business is worth saving and whether the proposal that's being put to them is something that's going to be acceptable. Well, some businesses have been able to survive COVID-19 because of government measures of support. Are those businesses vulnerable when the support expires? Yeah, well, recent statistics regarding insolvency appointments show a dramatic decline in companies entering external administrations through sort of April to June so far. And I guess anecdotally, I'm hearing from people that the government stimulus and forbearance measures or the idea of hibernation has been quite effective. But perhaps when we think about what's going to happen in the future, that may be a little bit too effective. So I like to think of it a bit like maintaining your yard. The grass doesn't stop growing just because you've gone on holidays. So it's likely that when government support and those forbearance measures are eased, a lot of businesses are going to find a jungle to call it, of debt may have grown in their backyard. So I think if you couple that with difficult operational environments and a potential shift in demand, then I think we'll find a lot of businesses beginning to struggle post-September. Do you have an example of a business which has actually gone on to flourish as a result of a VA? I was recently involved in a business that was a restaurant chain and they'd successfully sort of traded for a number of years and grown sort of their footprint but ultimately one of the locations just was unsuccessful and was dragging down the group. So the ability to sort of carve off that element as part of the restructure program through a voluntary administration enabled the business to return to profitability and ultimately continues on today. Probably one of the examples I really like to use, which is probably a bit more high profile, is that of the Darrell Lee chocolatiers, who went through a VA process about eight years ago and about post that restructure where they exited their bricks and mortar footprint and went into concessions and online. They ultimately ended up selling the business for some $200 million a couple of years ago to some private equity guys. 
So, yeah, there are success stories. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Now, any final messages, Andrew, to business owners who might be considering voluntary administration as an option? Yeah, I think it's really important, particularly at this time, to realise how fortunate we are to be living and trading in Australia. We have things like public health care of really high standard. We have access to our public welfare and lots of strong community support programs to look after us. But likewise, it's also important to know that the safety net of our insolvency laws really encourage our entrepreneurs to go out and have a go. And I guess to use a military analogy, you don't have to win every battle to win the war. So if an entrepreneur's war is financial freedom and success, then each business venture is really like a battleground. And it's worth thinking of our insolvency regime as the groundworks that allow for a tactical retreat if the battle's not going too well, to preserve resources, reposition, resupply, and join the battle anew from a different direction. That was partner at Jersh Sutherland, Andrew Spring. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more B Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel.